Hi, my name is Jessie. I'm with the Mental Health Spotlight. Hopefully you've seen a couple of our podcasts now. If not, now's a good time to start. Today I've got some really cool people with me. I've had some cool people in the past. These guys are just super cool, I guess. <laughs> um, they're from a group called Brampton Says. If you haven't heard of them before, make sure you check them out. Um, I met them a little while ago. Randomly, I had met one of the guys. His name's Vijay. He'll introduce himself a little later. Um, but we had wrote for the same magazine, and I had just reached out trying to see what people in Toronto were up to, and they let me know they were doing a really cool mental health event that they were looking for some help on. So I was like, you know what? I'm there. Let me know what you need. And that's how we became friends, I guess. Um, so I'll let them introduce themselves. Rupin, you go first. Listen, I wouldn't describe us as friends. Oh, my God. I would describe us as best buds. Oh, okay. So if you could just next time in the introduction. Sure. Um, hello, my name is Rupin. I'm a videographer. I am the creative director for Brampton Says. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. That's what you do? Okay. Yeah. Vijay? Uh, my name is Vijay. <laughs> I... Uh, not much to me. I am the content creator for Brampton Says. I founded Brampton Says uh, with, with a friend of mine. And uh, I'm, I'm a freelance writer. I enjoy music, hip-hop, uh, particularly from Toronto and Brampton. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And we're missing Jesse Flynn. Yes. Does someone want to introduce Jesse? Hi, I'm Jesse Flynn. <laughs> and... Uh, Jesse's a character, man. He's a character. We miss great. him. We miss we him. We wish he was here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he died. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Fuck. So, <laughs> that's what Jim says. This one's going to be a real giggly one, guys. I'm so sorry. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I want to start off by talking about your first event, which, uh, like, we had a week ago, two weeks yeah, ago? A week How ago. long was it? Literally Feels like a month. one week ago. Literally one week ago. Yeah. Um, so... I guess first, Vijay, do you want to start off by saying like what Brampton Says does, and Ruben, do you want to go into like what the event was? Sure, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, so Brampton Says. Yeah, so did I talk to you? Yeah. Or, but you yeah. talk to whoever you want. Okay. <laughs> um, so Brampton Says is pretty much this uh, collective that we've created that uh, wants to celebrate arts and culture in the city of Brampton. Uh, the reason that so the the context for Brampton Says is pretty much we found that uh, Toronto, the Toronto area, was mm -hmm. undergoing a a renaissance of sorts, uh, of sorts, uh, particularly with people like you know uh, Drake and uh, you know Alessia Cara, who's really big from Brampton. Uh, a, a lot of Toronto talent was sort of being featured on the world stage, mm -hmm. but a lot of this Toronto talent was actually is actually from Brampton. And Brampton kind of, we, I mean, we we embrace Toronto, we love Toronto. But yeah. Brampton sort of has its own unique subculture to it, and we felt that wasn't being represented well uh, or at all really at the time that we started. Uh, so we wanted to create something that was urban, something that was street, something that was unrefined, but at the same time, it, it had the all the um, all the bells and whistles of like what came with with the talent that comes from Toronto, mm -hmm. and I think I think that's Brampton's story. So that's what Brampton says does. We do um, interviews and and uh, uh, video segments, and Rupin does all the video work. So uh, we're just constantly trying to innovate, but in ways that celebrate arts and culture in Brampton. Cool. And then so the event that we had well, last week, whatever, um, was looking at like the intersection of arts and mental health. Yeah. So how did that like come to be? Like why, how'd you guys like from talking about like Brampton artists and Brampton right. creatives come yeah. to like mental health as your first event really to put on? Yeah. So it was our first ever event. Um, it was called A Thousand Words, a look at the intersection between mental health and the arts. Uh, and it actually came to us from an artist. So, mm -hmm. uh, an artist named Sav, at Sav is Blue, um, he, 
uh, he had a lot of struggles with his own mental health and he used music as a way to kind of channel that. Uh, and then he originally didn't plan to start to talk about it or advocate for mental health or, you know, talking about mental health. But uh, basically, from my understanding, he said that the re reaction he got from his music, from people listening to his music, was uh, overwhelming. And he mm -hmm. wanted to share more of his thoughts on, on the topic and he wanted to hear from more people. So it, it basically started as uh, a need to open the conversation of mental heart, uh, sorry, mental health with, uh, and, and using the arts to, to you know, cope with your struggles. Yeah, and so like we kind of like discussed it. So I came in from like the mental health perspective. Sure. You guys got like all of the artist stuff down. And so, I mean, for those of you who weren't there, basically we had a day where we had a bunch of people from Brampton, like creatives, like people who were just interested in mental health, everything get together. And we talked about how these two things intersect in our life. And like for me, if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me say this literally in every single one that like the arts and mental health are... The, like, those are what kept me together, like, whether it was dance, whether it was theater, like, writing, whatever it was, that's what kept me going, and, like, we talked about that, and I think some really cool things that I took away from that event was, one, it was 75% guys, I did a count, like, full-on yeah. count, nice. um, yeah. I've never seen that from a mental health event, and I think that's, like, what you guys brought to the table, like, you guys are, like I said, super cool, like, people want to be involved, and, like, I think it's amazing to have a space like that, where, like, guys normally wouldn't come to that event, like, if it was, yeah. like, me hosting it like if it was a different group even like hosting it like a mental health group and we were like this is an event we're putting on talking about the arts and mental health it would have been a, such a different turnout than what you guys had and like it's been a week now like I know not too long but like how was the reception like from the people who were at the event like I know how I thought it went I thought it was great so <laughs> like tell me about it well first of all thank you for, for saying that I uh I we didn't re even realize that uh we had that sort of male element we brought that to the table um, in many ways because when we do marketing, uh, we're almost frustrated with how many men we reach out to <laughs> just because it's like, you know, women make up a huge part of the population. Yeah. We're just not, we don't, we don't seem to activate that because I guess rap is like very male dominated. Like, I have the opposite issue. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad then that we kind of fused yeah. in that case. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in terms of the response, uh, People have been messed. First of all, I, I think people have bonded at the event in mm -hmm. w in ways that I didn't anticipate. Like there's this sort of profound connection between people um, now, at least, yeah. e even though they've only spent like maybe five hours uh, with each other. There's sort of like this profound connection. So that was really cool to see. And then everyone has just been uh, inundating us with uh, words of of just you know gratitude, and and they they feel inspired, and they say, "I'm inspired to work. I'm inspired to." Uh, achieve my goals and my dreams again and this is exactly what I need that's a that's a very common one too is like this is exactly what I need right mm -hmm. now and I think <clears throat> that comes from one the creative perspective two, of course the mental health perspective but also the millennial perspective the, the yeah fact that we're all very very young I think it resonated with a lot of the participants yeah like we did have an age range there but for the most part it was like people who are like in like their teens or their 20s and like getting together and talking about this stuff where we've never really like talked about it before like I know for myself like I'm like, I'm a mental health advocate, like, I do this a lot, but I don't think I've ever done it in a setting like that, where, like, instantly, like you said, it was, like, that connection with people, where I was, like, like, I went out for dinner with all of you guys yeah. last night, and I was, like, I, why would I go for dinner with these people, but, like, <laughs> now it's, like, we just right. all have that connection, like, we've talked about real shit, and, like, yeah. that's what's going on, right. and so, like, would you guys do another one? I, I think so, we've talked about it, yeah, already. yeah, 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 I think, uh, 
as our first event, having our having it be our first event, having it be so successful, mm -hmm. it's like why not do it again, right? For sure. And uh, and it's very powerful seeing again those people that we that you know the event inspired to continue to work and hearing that kind of feedback. Um, I'm talking to people now, you know, even through just like Instagram DMs who like who want to work with me and stuff mm -hmm. like that, right? So. It kind of be even creating that community of creatives that can kind of share their thoughts and ideas yeah. and, and, and that kind of thing. Um, would we do it again? I think uh, that, that's a pretty big question. But yeah, yeah, it's like, would you ha want to have a second baby? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Would you want a second baby? I just, yes. I just Are you going to the pain yeah. of it? Yeah. Uh, the the okay. thing is, like, I, I think, especially because the, the conversation isn't done. You know, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I think we can even get more specific. We can talk mm -hmm. about, like, the stress of juggling... Um, you know, un a university education or, yeah. or a job yeah. and your creative uh, pursuit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, that's a, a specific thing that I think there, there's, there's demand for, for answers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think we definitely have, especially because, you know, CMHA particularly has been very, um, you know, very generous in, in offering uh, all the training for us. Yeah. Cause we're, we're very new to this, this world of mental health. Mm -hmm. So I think we're a lot more confident with approaching, you know, a second one and a third one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's definitely in our future. And I think, I mean, like we all grew up in Brampton. I grew up in Brampton too, even though I sometimes reject it. I'm getting <laughs> a lot better with it. Like You're even good, I was yeah. talking about it this morning. I was like, you know what? Like mm -hmm. after our event, I feel like I have a newfound respect for Brampton. Good. Nice. Maybe there's, uh, maybe yeah. I can wear my Brampton size shirt outside now. Yes, all right. <laughs> it's not something you just wear to bed. Yeah, yeah. I won't just wear to sleep now. <laughs> but in Brampton, like talking about mental health was never something I would have done when I was growing up. Like, I never felt comfortable talking about mental health when I was in Brampton. Like, right. even when I came back from school, like, and I, I was technically, like, I was living in Caledon, like, on the border, mm -hmm. and I was still, like... We accept you. It's okay. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it was still really hard for me to, like, especially, like, at the Brampton Sense event, I was nervous. Like, I don't really get nervous anymore when talking about, like, my story or, like, doing a yeah, jack right. talk or whatever it is because I've done it so many times. So, like, I was nervous for that one because I'm, like what if like everyone's just like nah whatever wow. this is bullshit like I literally like I was so nervous because that's what I've always thought of like yeah. Brampton or like the people in Brampton like when I was growing up were always so standoffish to like real that's issues yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. never like you never talked about real things like right. I talked about this in my podcast with Nick Hill but like growing up like I was always like the guy's girl like I was always in a group of guys like I didn't really get along with girls another story whatever but like all of the guys when they were together it was always like yeah we're gonna go do this like they're always acting so hard and I was yeah. like this is stupid and then like I'd be walking home with one of them and they'd finally like get real with me and be like yeah like this is going on like and I'm like wow you guys actually have feelings yeah, like right, this yeah. is incredible like who would have known yeah, right. and just like I was so surprised that like we have people in Brampton that are talking about real things and like you you guys even like using your platform and though noise who eventually will be on here um he does like how hip-hop and mental health are related mm -hmm. and i mean that's the arts in general like everything's so interconnected right and so for you guys like i mean you guys also grew up in brampton like did you guys find that too like when you guys were growing up like both of you are just very nice human beings yeah. like you're, you're like you're like in touch with your emotions like i know you both like are okay talking about it yeah. but like what, would you have talked about that when you were younger? Is this did this just happen now? Have you always been like this? <laughs> I think uh, honestly, for me personally, um, sad really opened my eyes to mm -hmm. uh, to mental health. Um, it's funny. I was I was uh, shooting a, a like a demo reel for this guy named Anthony McLean. Uh, he does bullying speaks uh, all throughout mm -hmm. Canada and across the world, uh, and he's from Brampton as well, actually. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he was giving a speech, and, and it, the topic was around mental health. And uh, 
he said, uh, you know, one in every five people have a mental illness. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know what's crazy is five in every five people have mental health. And I'm That's like, from my talk too. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? That's everyone, yeah. Exactly. So, like, I think, I think uh, even just talking to Sab at first and saying, you know what, like, this is something that everybody has, no, but mm -hmm. nobody's really talking about it, and that's what we need to bring to the forefront. And uh, I don't know about mental health, like if I would talk about that when I was yeah. younger, but um, I was definitely very open to, to hearing people and sharing my perspective, yeah. even, even throughout high school and stuff. I was in a very uh, welcoming environment that way, like I got along with a lot of the teachers, I got along with, you know, a bunch of different crowds, video will tell you, like I was, I was <laughs> like, social yeah, yeah, I was like the popular kid that like was in every crowd, you know what I mean? Um, but uh yeah, so I was always kind of open to share, yeah. Okay, what about you? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, you said a lot of things that I, I you know, it raised a lot of, like, different points in my head. But it's, it's, it's for me specifically, I, I grew up, you know, with a very strong, like, mother presence and a very strong, uh, just a lot of very strong women around me. Mm -hmm. um, and what I noticed in male circles, and I was, a kind, I was kind of a foreigner to this when yeah. I, I started interacting with men at school like not men boys at school but, yeah um there's this kind of dynamic i was talking about this with my friend yesterday where um when you're when you're in a group like when males are in a, a social setting mm -hmm. it's almost about like who can who can uh like shit on you the most like who, who yeah can, like, you know what i mean it's it's like almost you're the top of the dom dominance hierarchy if you are the best at insults or you yeah know, you're impervious to, like people insulting you this is why i got along with the guys right <laughs> <laughs> Um, but one-on-one, -on -one, I, I think with guys, it's like, I, 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 you, you wouldn't insult somebody one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, you don't have the audience. Exactly, you yeah. don't have the audience, mm -hmm. and so you can, you can be real one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I found that, uh, you know, growing up with, with, you know, a, a very strong motherly presence who was, who really believed in, you know, talking about how you're feeling and mm -hmm. trying to figure it out and figuring out through discussion, mm -hmm. um, it was hard for me growing up uh, in an environment like that where uh, in, in a lot of group settings like that, that didn't fly. Yeah. And particularly in Brampton, you know, there was a sort of like um, maybe toxic masculinity is yeah. the term mm -hmm. or like, you know, this, this sort of bravado that people want to put up. Um, it's, it doesn't, it, it kind of leads you to, to feel you know, frustrated or mm -hmm. angry because you can't express it. So, you know, as, as I got older, I found circles where that was okay and people, you know, matured, um, you know, I, I guess guys take a little longer to mature than, than, <laughs> than women, but, um, you know, it, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, at, at this point in my life, I, I have, I'm surrounded by people who, who can talk about it, mm -hmm. but yeah, certainly I, I, I had trouble growing up uh, in environments where, you know, people didn't want to talk about it. And that, that was particularly true of Brampton, so. Yeah, and I think it's just, like, the rep that Brampton has. Yeah. Like, Brampton's supposed to be that place where everyone's a thug. Like, everyone's, right. exactly. like, you're only cool if you're going out and, like, getting into fights and you're acting exactly. hard and you're a thug. Like, that was what I grew up with. Even when I, like, even now I'm still, like, skeptical. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, maybe maybe it's different. But, like, that's, like, I think Brampton says is doing a really good job of showing, mm -hmm. like, there, that isn't what Brampton is. That, right. sure, definitely, like, that's a, that happens like yeah. we can't ignore that there's yeah. still those type of people and like there is a lot of like toxicity but what place doesn't like you right. go to toronto toronto has that like exactly. la new york whatever it is every place has that but yeah. we have to, like we have to do better to make ourselves known for, for something better right and that's a consequence of being part of a big city where six hundred thousand people strong and yeah it's it, you know you're gonna have it's Brampton is not just diverse, um, you know, culturally or ethnically. Mm -hmm. It's diverse socioeconomically. It's diverse 
uh, in terms of attitudes. And mm -hmm. uh, I think, yeah, we have to acknowledge that there's more to Brampton than just this story that everyone else seems to know. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. yeah. And I think, like, going back to, like, being creatives and stuff, Rupin, uh, your Instagram stories lately, <laughs> they've been more, uh, we're, we're, let's talk about them. Like, yeah. you did one like two days ago or yeah. whenever, mm -hmm. uh, talking about how being a creative is really isolating because yeah. like most of the time as a creative, especially for like someone like yourself who's a filmmaker, like mm -hmm. you don't really need a lot of other people like right. when you're thinking of your ideas or whatever and mm -hmm. like you as a writer, like I don't know about you, I don't like people standing over me when oh, like, I'm no, writing, like it's a lonely craft yeah. and so um, like how does that affect you? Like does it affect your mental health, like being isolated a lot? Uh, I 100% think so, yeah, for sure. I, it's, it's crazy because the arts is an outlet, but at the same time, you are your own worst critic, so you're always, yeah. you know, I shit on myself harder than anyone else in the world can shit on me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's tough because when you are just picking things apart in your own mind like that, um, and especially, you know, the, the conversation was about uh, putting your work out there, uh, sharing your, your progress kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, when you are picking things apart on your own, it's... It's, it's harder because you are the only perspective that you're hearing. Yeah. Right? It, it, before it's even made. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? So how many ideas fly through your mind and you're like, no, that's going to be shit, that's going to be shit. And you just pass it, you let it go. But you don't know who you're going to inspire from the next idea that you have that can re-inspire you and, you know, kind of create that creative economy. Right? Um, and exactly, it, being a creative can be very, very isolating. Um, and so, again, when you're in your own head a lot and you're just kind of talking to yourself, uh, I think it's it can be a scary place, um, but uh, then again, some of the greatest art has come from people who have done that. People who have you know, there's, uh, I've forgotten who the artist was, but there was an artist who just uh, you know locked himself in a room for like months at a time, mm -hmm. would hardly eat, hardly drink anything, just to finish his paintings. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, art comes from you know uh, environments like that as well, right? So it's it's hard to find that balance. And I think also with like you touched on like you're coming up with so many ideas, and you're the, you're the only person who's hearing these ideas exactly. for the most part and like I remember the mental health spotlight like I had thought of the idea like two or three years before and I was like that's a stupid idea mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that like that's not going to work it's not going to happen and then eventually I got to the point I had like told someone about it and they're like what are you talking about like you should do this and I was like okay maybe I'll try mm -hmm. and like yeah. a year later I'm still doing it yeah and you got a community now yeah and like now there's a community that's like helping me out and like I have people who have connected with like I never would have met blah, 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 words would have met you guys like if I didn't have um like if I didn't start this like I would just be like advocating like I'd probably still be advocating but yeah. it w wouldn't be what it is now right, right and I think a part of it is like we do have to collaborate with each other like yeah. it, we do have to somehow work with each other but like even with writing like yeah. you have to pick pieces that are going to connect with people like that's the whole yeah. point of writing like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean at least if you're writing two people like obviously there's like poetry and stuff like you can write for yourself yeah, or like whatever you want to write for yourself yeah. but if you're putting it out there like how does it feel when you like put an article out there like are you yeah. nervous of like oh. what people are going to say all the time especially like you know when i'm writing music reviews and mm -hmm. things like that you know it's it's still there but less so because there's a bit more objectivity that's anchoring what i'm writing i mean yeah. it's my opinion still but it's i'm not sharing something that's deeply personal yeah when I'm sharing my blog posts or something like that or if I'm writing you know like a personal essay yeah mm -hmm. uh, that is like incredibly terrifying to share mm -hmm. because it's like y you could sound like an idiot like th <laughs> these things that you think are so important like people can look at them and just not value it the same way mm -hmm. you do and you have to be willing to accept that there's some proportion of the population that reads your work that's gonna think that yeah but you just kind of have to like that's not what it's 
that's not who it's for. It's for the people who do connect with it, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing about writing too, and, and I'm sure with any sort of creative art or any sort of outlet, is is yes, it's an incredibly isolating activity, but also uh, it, it's kind of it's it's kind of uh, paradoxical that it, it it results in this incredibly social outcome mm-hmm. because you know it's a it's a responsibility as an artist as a writer as a filmmaker anything to go out there and get inspired mm-hmm. yeah. and um and to to not be too familiar with the world around you i said this at the the event as well like uh, artists have a, a responsibility to uh provide perspective that people ha- uh don't have you, artists don't create things that people already know yeah like, that's not the role of an artist that's the role of a journalist or a communicator or whatever but an artist provides perspective that is previously unseen and uh, you have to go out there and, and find that. And that comes from talking to people, reading books, and um, just putting yourself in uncomfortable positions. For sure. And I think even, like, it's not just... Uh, I think a lot of the time, like, before people would be scared of, like, if I put too much of myself out there, like, what if I don't get anything back? And, right. like, people hold end up holding back. But I think a lot of, like, mainstream artists now, too, are just, like, putting themselves out there, talking about, like, like Eminem talking about his drug addiction, like, mm-hmm. J. Cole's new album, like... Right. All of this stuff, like, they're talking about issues, like, they've gone through, and it's personal, but it does relate to people on that, like, intimate level, and it's a little, it's different than, like, what you would expect sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is different, Um, and, and, you know, we're we're also really thankful uh, that, that those artists can do that because it, it takes like that one person like we talked we talk about it with Drake all the time mm-hmm. like when Drake comes out and he talks about um, you know him being drunk and like texting an old girl or whatever <laughs> like that's super corny and we're, we'd be so embarrassed to, to say that yep. but everyone plays Marvin's Room now mm-hmm. like yep. everyone loves it sings and it all the time exactly and it takes that one person to just <laughs> do it and be like the, the guinea pig yeah. for other people to be okay with it and I think Drake has done a trem- like a tremendous job in in, in uh, helping men kind of uh, confront their feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think for him, like that's what he thrives off of. Is yeah. he makes like everyone's like, yeah, his, or at least used to say like when he had just started that his his music was corny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, but you're still listening to it because yeah. it's relatable yeah, and like yeah, that's yeah. what you're going through. Like, sure, yeah. it's corny, and you think it's corny because you're going through it, and that's right. the only reason. Right. And like, there, what other artists would you say like? Are doing like I, I wish Sab was here. We should bring yeah. Sab. We'll bring Sab next time. Yeah. But like, if you haven't listened to Sab's music, like I obviously like I didn't know Sab before I met you guys. But like, like everything, I was like, I'm gonna do my research, and like mm-hmm. I went and listened to some of his album, and I was like, wow, like me, like having gone through depression and having like gone through a lot mm-hmm. of the things that Sab was talking about, like I connected with it so much, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, this music, like, just means so much more, knowing like it's coming from a real place, and like that's what he would gone through. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. I just wanted to shout out Sav. Yeah, <laughs> Sav. Yeah. I mean, he has a, a song and music video called uh, I, um, I Wrote This Instead of Killing Myself. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, his uh, his journey into his creative art has, has been very deep, and he's been very open in, in sharing it. Uh, and I think that's where it came from, right? That's where the conversation started, is because uh, he's being so vulnerable and so open with, with, with his feelings and his, his emotions. And, you know, if he had that masculinity issue, maybe he never yeah. would have, you yeah. know what I mean? The conversation would have never started. I, I, I think a Sav is almost like a Drake, but for, like, depression and suicide. <laughs> <laughs> like, what Drake does is he, he makes anthemic music. He, makes, yeah. he doesn't provide commentary the same way Kendrick or J. Cole mm-hmm. would provide commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, cr- he tries to create moments, or uh, music that captures moments and yeah. feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, Sav does that with 
like he at least did that uh, with Blue in Winter. Mm -hmm. uh, he captured the feelings of being anxious, incredibly profoundly mm -hmm. anxious, mm -hmm. and uh, being being depressed and thinking you're at uh, at the sort of at you know um, at your ends, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and you're at this point of desperation. Um, and he experiments with soundscapes and all that to do that. And he do he didn't necessarily see himself as an advocate until people started saying, "Hey." you made something that really captures what yeah. I'm going through. Mm -hmm. So I, th I think that's really cool, yeah. Cool. Yeah, he's like the Lonely Boy anthem, man. <laughs> if, you, if you hear uh, like Pink Sky interlude on his, on his project, um, it's like, why can't you ever tell me you love me? Why don't I ever feel like I'm lucky? You know what yeah. I mean? It's like these things that you think of, but you would never really say out into the world. Yeah, you know it's like I mean? late night, 2 a.m., and you're like sitting there in your bed staring at the ceiling, yeah. and like these and, are the thoughts that are going through your head. And sad is in my mind, yeah, yeah. at 2 a.m. every yeah. night. Yeah. You too? It, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not just me? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You see Martin's room, now it's sad. <laughs> but yeah, no, so that's like the thing, like there's so many different things that are... Oh, wow, words. Oh my god, guys. I've been up since like 6 a.m. Oh, no doing worries. this. Yeah, it's um, 7. So. It's 7? 7 a.m., yeah. Oh, it's Stop. But yeah, like, we're going to. Oh, Sav, if you're listening, can you come on the next one? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but like, I think, like, Sav doing what he's doing, like, being from Brampton, you guys doing what you're doing, like, getting the word out there, like, Brampton needs more of this. Like, we need more of. Yeah. Like, Everywhere needs more of this, and especially, like, guys taking charge. Like, I'm mm -hmm. so impressed by, like, all of you guys. Like, the whole group that, like, planned it basically was a group of guys yeah. who are, like, this is an issue, and, like, you guys are going through it. Right. And so right. why was, like, why is that so important to you, and wh what do you want, like, guys out there to know? Um, huh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I think, um, well, first off, I think, yeah, I, I agree with you when you say Brampton needs more of this, just because Brampton is in a spot where... It, it's very close to feeling forgotten. You know, mm -hmm. what I mean? it's very close to being overlooked, and that's actually really problematic for people, like young people especially, who might feel disillusioned and cynical and pessimistic yeah. because they're in Brampton because they feel like they have nothing to do. Mm -hmm. and, oh my uh, God! Just off of that, yeah. I went to Heart Lake yeah. to do a mental health talk literally on Friday, and I'm sitting there and as she's introducing me, the teacher, she's like, "Yeah, this is Jessie. She li she used to she grew up in Brampton. She yeah. lives downtown town, and she uh, wow in downtown town. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm downtown, so tired. Downtown, no, that's <laughs> <new> album, yeah. <laughs> she lives downtown now, and um, she's a GOB. And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, she got out of Brampton." And I'm oh, like, "This is the oh, goal." Oh, I was like, "What?" And like that's what like this is that's a high school teacher in Brampton saying this. Yeah, a high school teacher in Brampton saying this, and so like Brampton youth. To Brampton Youth, and the that's Brampton crazy. Youth like blew up. They were like, wow. "Oh my God, GOB!" I was like, "That's crazy!" What? And like, that's crazy. crazy. Like going off what you said. Yeah. Like I, we're wrapping things up, but like, that's so weird yeah. that like that's, that mentality. That like yeah. we are being forgotten. Like it's a forgotten yeah. city. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and and yeah, going off of that too is like, um, I I was lucky. I was fortunate enough to provide a defense of uh, the Brampton Twenty Forty Vision. Um, I forget when it was Monday, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and I said that in, in my speech as well. It's like, Brampton actually is the youngest city in the GTA. It's one of the youngest cities in Canada. Yeah. Four years younger than the provincial national averages. And yet, it feels like a city that's built for old people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's a problem because uh, we have a demographic goldmine going, going forward into the future. We have a lot of young people that are going to enter the labor force and they're going to not know what to do, where to go, what who they are really. Uh, and there's like if the city's not going to do it, like... People like yeah. us should do that and should, like, young, like men especially because, you know, it, it's an issue that affects you just as much as women, but 
men are not represented in mm-hmm. this area and um because maybe they're scared or they're embarrassed or they feel like the, the sort of the pre-drake um <laughs> phenomenon of like oh that's corny i don't want to do that yeah but like i mean that that's not imp- like when you get older that what's cool and corny kind of goes away and it's what's important mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure yeah. anything to add Rupin? You, how you want to end this off yo vijay got it man <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> so that's the end of our podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, pleasure having you both on it. Um, so as always, I hope you enjoyed it. If there's anything else you want to know about, if there's something you want to hear, if you've got questions, send them my way. You can DM me or send me an email. It's the MH Spotlight on Instagram and the MH Spotlight at gmail.com. And we are, uh, we're just Sav's managers, actually. Uh, <laughs> this is all a plug for Sav. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.